Hey, we're going to go uh, to a real quick break for one minute. When we come back, Andrew Norelli from uh, Rick Bronson's House of Comedy. I'll be back in two minutes. Hello. And we are back. You are listening to This American Podcast, Comedy Edition on ComedySchoolsRadio.com. If you haven't figured it out yet, I'm Tony Visick, coming to you live from uh, the ComedySchools.com studios, sitting high above Scottsdale in the second coolest corner, all Scottsdaleville, Goldwater, and Camelback. I'm pleased as punch. I'm excited and thrilled beyond words because I have uh, two of uh, my favorite people uh, in the comedy world. And if we were in other worlds together, you'd be my favorite people in those worlds as well. But in the comedy world, two of my favorite people, Rick Bronson, who oddly enough, and I, this is a coincidence, you know, you don't believe in serendipity. Very strange. It's okay, very it's strange. strange. Rick Bronson owns Rick Bronson's House of Comedy. Stop it. What? Yes. yes. What? Yeah. Rick Bronson uh, owns. I, I think I cleared this up last time with you, Tony. This is clear. <laughs> Rick Bronson's name is on the sign of Rick Bronson's House of Comedy. But I believe it's actually owned by Tammy Bronson. Tammy Bronson. Okay. Yeah. Right. A- Andrew will testify. To yeah. That. Give a shout out to the wife. Yeah. All right. So, and uh, the other voice that you heard, well, you heard Bob Rocky's voice because he was astounded that okay. a man o- uh, found a club with his name on it and bought it. Yep. And, but it's actually his wife's. And uh, also on the mic, Andrew Norelli. Andrew, welcome. Hello. Thank you so much for having me again. Yeah, Appreciate man. Uh, it. It, it's, uh, it, we're excited. You know what? I'm so glad that he's at your club. And I'm going to tell you why. Why okay? is that? Uh, First we, of all, can we establish we're friends? Because I click like on your post quite a bit. You do. Quite you do a bit. Quite a bit. You do. I do. I see that. And and it's like, it's a cool thing. I go, Andrew Norelli, who's a, uh, he, listen, when you, when you produce a lot of comedy shows, people come out and go, how'd you like show? Go, we had a good time. We had a good time. Every time they, they've come out of Andrew's show, they go, that guy was funny. That guy, like they're, they're happy that they actually saw someone funny instead yes. of you because know, most people don't walk out and go that was a terrible show we were ripped off because people don't want to make a bad choice in life right so they'll go well right. go, was it a good show to go well we enjoyed it they had really nice chairs but yeah. uh with Andrew, it's never a good show when they mention the chairs yeah, yeah. we like the chairs yeah. they and, were good and people actually know your name yeah they go oh, we know his name and i just uh, i just rewatched your uh your uh, debut letterman set uh-huh, uh-huh. and uh um, thank you Young comics in this town, and there are uh, many, either young because of uh, their, their chronological age or because they're new, talk about you, how you seem to be able to get a laugh without, there's no, yeah, you know, right. you, you just, you actually find the, you, I love the joke you do about, um, about shopping for a bed. Oh, good, good, good. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> the mattress. The yeah, mattress. Yeah. Right. And it's funny, too, because a lot of people say like, well, is that, is that true? And I go, well, yeah. Why, why would I pick such a boring starting point? Yeah. For something, unless it was true. Yeah, it was totally true. Buying a mattress was like a nightmare, and I took those observations yeah. and relay them to the crowd. But of course, that's the art of comedy. How yeah. do you relay something so simple and so straightforward and make it funny? Make, make it have absolutely. power and punch to it, you know? Yeah. So well, you, you start out with, you see, it, a lot of people, you know, they, they start out in comedy, you go, uh, I'll talk to somebody, go, well, I'm trying to think of something funny to talk about. I go, well, think about something to talk about that's interesting exactly. to you. Exactly. And then make it funny. Right, right. You, you have to embodied, make it funny. Yeah. You're the embodiment of that. Right. That's but, why it's funny when people who don't do comedy are like, you should hang out with me. Like, I'm so funny. You're, you're already not funny. Yeah. Because you have the wrong starting point. Like, yeah. funny people take regular things and make them funny. Yeah. They don't just... They and don't they, just have funny things happen to them right and left. And they really don't want to hang out with anyone either. Exactly. Exactly. 
We don't want to talk to you. Anti-social funny bastard. What's so funny too is Rick knows because Rick has seen my act. You've seen my act, yeah. obviously, and uh-huh. and you know you know my act is is uh, or at least I I hope that it's considered like a smarter good act. It is and a smarter good act. People will always offer me jokes that are not in the vein of my act. Like yes. a guy the other day goes, dude, you got to hang out with me, man. You'll get jokes. <laughs> like I was at the gym. I was at the gym doing squats and I just had a burrito. So you know where this is going, right? You know where this is going. And I'm just thinking, you just saw my show. Yeah. Does that sound like something I would do? And even if I were going to do it, I'm not because I know where it's going. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You, you you already buried your own yeah. joke. and if, that the, has... if the burrito shot out of his eye. Right. Th- th- there that's we go. That's not even good, but at least yes. then we're going in a different direction. Entirely. That would be a pleasant surprise. Literally. Yeah, literally, yeah. Right. In many different and ways. figuratively, yes. Yeah. I got to ask Rick a question. I do have to ask you a question because sure. we were talking about you uh, before, and yesterday was Thanksgiving. Mm. Yes. Okay. And uh, we pointed out that uh, Rick is from the 51st state in the Union. That's right. Canada. Okay. Where they don't celebrate Thanksgiving. No, we do. It's three weeks earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. Cana- Canadian Thanksgiving three Cana- weeks ago. Three weeks. Yeah, but that's Canadian Thanksgiving. Yep. Three, that's like three weeks ahead of the curb, buddy. That's right. That'd be like <laughs> if I if I went well, we celebrate the Catholic Yom Kippur. It doesn't, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's, an that's, that's like saying nice to pay. That doesn't yeah. work at all. That, that's our point, though. That's our point. You can't make up your own holiday. That's our What's, country's how, holiday. How do you know you had it before us? I don't know. I think there were Indians I don't know. in Canada a, before they were Because I'm American. <laughs> we do, well, that's exactly We do, we do there, everything there better, American and we Brabazza. do it. We're right all the time. Anything you can do. We're I stronger than you, <laughs> so just be quiet. <laughs> Did he? All this before the check. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was going to ask. Are you paying in this advance is a now, Rick? new Andrew Norelli. He's finally living up to that Italian last and, week. And I'm going to be in Edmonton next week. I know. So this is like, this is terrible promo for me next week. What about that burrito while you're working out? Yeah. <laughs> what I'm asking, Rick, is ask away. I know that you guys have a, a celebration for the things you celebrate. Okay. Yes, yes we do, Tony. <laughs> we celebrate the things, things we that celebrate. you celebrate. My Thank question you. Yeah. It sounds like a really bad episode right. of $25,000. That's hilarious. I'll take things you celebrate yeah. for 200 Are they celebrations? <laughs> yes. <laughs> if I go to France, That's I don't go funny. to France and go, oh, yes, we have a Bastille Day in the right, United right. States. Right, right. No, we, no, totally. Yeah. Right. So, d- you, but you celebrate. Thanksgiving, the United States Thanksgiving holiday. I did this you year. You did yes. this year. Yeah. You, you had you got to go. I like many Americans lost money on very shitty football games. Yes, I did. Uh. <laughs> Isn't that how you celebrate? That Isn't is that how Americans celebrate. You're right, actually. <laughs> I yeah, I believe that's the way it is. Could you could you ever see the, the the real dividing line in America though was in the halftime shows for both football games? Because in Detroit. And I actually started to put something out going, I finally have something to be thankful for today. This guy stopped singing at the Detroit Lions halftime show. <laughs> I watched that. It yeah. was the worst <laughs> hip-hop, rap, gangster, whatever it was. It would just... It, it, I'm not. There's some of that music that I like very much. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. It, it all came along. You know, when I was. Well, like, hey, at least I'll give Americans credit for that. You guys do try to. You, pro, you try to funny. produce something special for the halftime. It beats the hell out of seeing Anne Murray and Gordon Lightfoot every year in Canada. That's hilarious. They you still got like, Gordon Lightfoot out like, there. Yeah. Hey, I think I think he, he was great in 1962. You you know how talented Gordon Lightfoot was. He was very talented. I'll tell you how talented he was. He had a big hit pop single about a ship That's sinking. That's right, man. 
in a yeah. great lake. Damn right yeah. he did. That's talent. Yeah. But we don't want to sound like disgruntled old guys and be like, what's up with the rapidy, hippity, hoppity? <laughs> what's up with the snoopity dogs? Andrew, you just described Tony. Where? Yeah. <laughs> He's no. actually, how he how can Tony Bennett can't, can't do every halftime I, show? I have oh, folks, you can't see this on radio, but Tony is wearing his pants up to his nipples. I swear to God he is. Unlike some his radio head show. is almost gone. Unlike some radio shows you go to, at least I'm wearing pants. That's true enough. So I appreciate that. I uh, produced or helped produce a video for two gangster rappers, so DJ Quick and Corrupt. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, you got street cred. Got street All right. Cred. Okay. All right. And we see the bullet wound in your arm. <laughs> with uh, uh, Shelly Yakis as a sound engineer, who was the uh, original sound engineer for A&M Rec. By the way, uh, in a few weeks, you'll be very excited when you come to the studio. We'll have all brand new equipment, courtesy of uh, Aftermasters Lab. Shelly Yakis, who's a uh, Bono, uh, Bono. How do you say his name? Let's you are too funny right now. <laughs> you are hilarious. Like, who's the fellow with the glasses all the time, helping out all the people in the poor areas? Years old. He That's really hysterical. You should have been at my Thanksgiving yesterday. You could have been the old guy. <laughs> I was the old guy at my Thanksgiving. Wow. Uh, I actually used to do a joke. I used to say these radio stations change formats overnight, some of them now. They go from Bono to Bono. <laughs> <laughs> We got but Bono. most people have no clue what the hell you're yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, right, right. Anyway, they're supplying as well. Uh, uh, Bono nominated Shelly Agus for a Grammy Award for Sound Engineering, and we're getting all new sound equipment in a few weeks, courtesy of them, so we'll have the best-sounding podcast in all a podcast land. That's pretty cool. Very Good. nice. But in Detroit... You, well, hang on. What you, the Jewish guy wants to know what you're doing with the old stuff. I'll sell it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. We just might do that. This is a, this is a great board. You got your choice here today. You got the Jewish guy you can sell it, or you got the Italian guy that can steal it. Right, right. Because it's all, I've already unplugged half of it. So <laughs> I knew I couldn't hear yeah, myself. Yeah, right, right. He, he won't steal it. He'll just want a piece. <laughs> we just want a piece of the board. Right. You just got to so, give me a cut, okay? You maybe give us some. You don't know that board might explode when you're not looking around. You want you want look. To let's make sure everything goes smoothly. All right. Just you know, uh, where are you from originally? Uh, parents are from New York City. So I have a little bit of that in me, but I'm from Northern California, a very protected suburb called yeah. Danville. Yeah, because you don't. Yeah, you don't have. Uh, you don't have that um, Bensonhurst kind of. No. Uh, yeah. I don't have the whole like. Well, what do you mean? Why? Where you always sound like you're angry, even when you're not. You yeah. Know? Well, yeah. thank you very much. It's like, are you are you thanking me or are you mad? What's going on? <laughs> so Danville. Which is a pretty nondescript area. Yes. Yeah. Northern California, outside of Oakland, San Francisco. You know, gated community, a lot of soccer moms, stuff like that. Good upbringing. Uh, nice yes. Parents? You, parents are nice. Parent. Well, we talked about this earlier. Parents are very cheap because they were from New York City, so they always had. They're like, listen, I had to take the subway and this and that, and you know. They never so, beat you. Uh, no. Of course they did. Of course they did. <laughs> yeah, of course. That was like part of the, we got hit. We got to hit you. Okay. That makes sense. Let's continue the cycle of violence, mom and dad. Um, yeah, of course they would smack you around, but, um, they were nice. They were sweet overall. They were nice. They're funny. They're smart. You know, they, uh, they're, none of their parents graduated high school even. Yeah. And my mom has a law degree and my dad is, has college educated. You know, and, and so. from that generation, if you graduated high school, you were just trying to get out of working. Yeah, exactly. What are you still going right. to school for? Yeah, right. Well, you right. know, Tennessee Williams said the only prerequisite for being a good writer is a bad childhood. Yes. So you could say that for any artist, yes, right? Yeah. Any artist of but any type. As I get to, as I've gotten to know you a little bit and, and ask yeah. about you, and you, because your name comes up, um, you strike because you're you're not a drug addict. Right. Right. Okay? Uh, well, how do you know I'm not just a very good drug addict? 
How do you how do you know I don't know how to balance? Check his toes, Tony. Right. Check his toes. Look, if, look. If there's anything we know about in this room, Andrew, it's drug addicts. Listen, <laughs> listen. You can you can do oxycodone if you just balance it out with some dexedrine and some Adderall. Dexedrine. Right? Dexedrine. <laughs> if there, were, now, if there was now, ever any proof that you didn't do drugs. Now, now who's you the old guy? You sir have gone for pharmacology. 150 milligrams three times a day. No, I'm just kidding, but you know what I mean. If you, you, if you take that laudanum. Right, right. If you take the difference the is you're taking them with your prunes. That's yeah. the difference. Laudanum and prunes. That was a great jazz album by, uh, That's right. yeah. by not-so-dizzy Gillespie. Laudanum and prunes in B-flat. You're right, though. Opiates are constipating. They, they, so you they do have to be, balance that out, yeah. But, a, but you're right. I'm not a, not a big drug user, um, not not a weed smoker. Wish I was. Seems fun. I get excluded a lot. When you don't smoke weed, you get excluded from a lot of fun things. Am I right? Because yeah, everybody's always like, come here, dude. We're going to the basement. And you always have to be like, no, I'm going to stay up here and finish watching Breaking Bad. No. <laughs> so you get excluded a lot when you don't smoke I weed. I do drugs, but I love watching them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's like you do. Don't you feel left out of the party when you don't? But I don't. But I don't. You know, you know have, I have some beers. Enjoy some beer. But that's about it. So you're right. Never really got into that. You have a bottle of Heineken on occasion? Yeah. Don't finish yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I can exactly. never figure those people out. You see those people who go, I'll have one. I go, what's the point? Right, yeah. right. I mean, I quit doing all that, you know, a long decades ago. Got it, decades got ago, it. You know? but, you, but you had some wild times then. I, um, I, um, okay. I, I, I bent the prism a few times in my Tony, life. Tony, is this a trigger for you? Because we'll stop talking about it for you. So damn, there are no triggers for me anymore. Okay. You know what the trigger for me right now is? What? In my life, in the 30 years since I stopped doing drugs and alcohol, right. is whenever things are going well. Oh, oh, I have that weird trigger. Got it. That is a weird trigger. You're like, wait, I'm not supposed to be happy. Exactly. What's I, wrong? I had a mentor of mine when I was young and, and doing theater, and uh, uh, I said, I have a fear of failure. He goes, oh, no, you got a fear of success. Yeah, you right. Know? So uh, we just had a really weird. See, Dan, that's. Now I don't have to worry about success because there's. That's weird okay. That's okay. Look, something failed as soon as you wanted success. <laughs> Thank God. That has been your life. I could go back. Now you could stay sober. Yes, I can. Yes. I can stay clean and help people. So how long have you been doing this now? Uh, oh, you know what? On Rick's birthday, this is such, is this the right use of serendipity? On Rick's birthday was my 18-year comedy anniversary. On the 19th, was it yeah. really? Wow. Uh -huh. 18. 18-year comedy anniversary. So, so um, next year it'll be the double 1919. Exactly. Yeah. Did you come out of the San Francisco scene? I did. San Francisco scene, which was really good, right? Because you have all the good comics and good venues yeah. with 120th of the comedians you have in L.A. or New York. You know, so you know, if you are funny, you will get stage time. Yes. You know who we just had in here before uh, before you came in is a friend of mine. Do you know who Kurt Matthews is? He owns the uh, Purple Onion at Kells now. Uh, it, Curtis or Kurt Matthews? Curtis. Curtis, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know yeah. Curtis? yeah. 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 He he's a great guy. Yeah, he's an old pa uh, pal of mine from way back. When. Absolutely. We started out in stand-up like 30 years ago. Uh, cool. How's he doing? He's doing great. He's doing okay. great. Uh, and, and I'm the only comic that wants to interview other comics. <laughs> I want to talk about other comics. How's Curtis I, doing? I, I don't want to does, point this up. Does Curtis actually, have any shows coming up? I actually think you're stronger on that side of the mic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we want you to read some copy now for the Philadelphia Sandwich. Hey, party. hey, let's plug Curtis's upcoming shows. When is Curtis going to be in Phoenix? Curtis has a tour. It's the Addiction and Recovery Tour. Okay, wait. I was kidding. I don't <laughs> want to plug Curtis's shows for crying out loud. He, he's actually... He's he, he was you, just I, here. I'll tell you how well he's doing. Yeah. He's just in town visiting. Ah. He's actually paying for a hotel. Ah. When was the last time you paid for a hotel? Oh, man. He's almost, killing it. Almost, almost this week. <laughs> almost this week. 
I want to no. What I want to say about Curtis is a great guy, and that's the great uh, niche. And I know Mark Lenholm is great at that stuff yes. too. Yeah. And um, and I tell you what, those people, those audiences are amazing. Yeah. They're the most grateful people I've ever met. Yes. Am I right? Absolutely. The recovery people yeah. are incredible. Yeah, great shows. So I'm not in recovery, but recovery people out there, come and see me because I love you. Hang on. As, I love as, you. As the Jewish club owner, there's a two-drink minimum. <laughs> not it can be soda. Hey, it can clean, be soda. I live clean, man. No drugs, no booze for me. Am so. I right? You can, they don't have to don't, drink alcohol. I, hey, but I don't even do a two-drink minimum. I don't do it anymore. There's no two-drink minimum. minimum. Come no out. Minimum. Come out. Come out there's a, the a two item. Do you do a two drink or two I items? I don't do any minimum. You do no minimum. Nothing. I don't there's no nothing. minimum. I don't believe in it. I believe if you produce a good show and you have a nice venue, uh, you don't need to break people's wrists to twist their arms to order something. If you do a good job and put on a good production, they'll do that themselves. And I, I'm, uh, I'm That here. is so Canadian of you. Yeah. Yes, and that's why Canadian Thanksgiving is three weeks ahead. <laughs> I like that. That is so Canadian. Like you we guys were thoughtful three weeks before you bastards were. We're Canadian. You, we're Canadian. You don't have to pay for health care or comedy. Come on in. Come on in. <laughs> no, no, you got to pay for the show. You got to pay for the show. <laughs> you got to pay for the show, but you and, don't have to pay and for. And if you're not going to drink or eat, we're going to charge you more for the door. We're gonna right, do right. No, we don't do. We don't believe in that. <laughs> We I was wondering how that worked. We don't believe it. Like no, eat? No, I'm, I'm, 50 bucks. Because like you, I had my K-Day uh, party in the 80s and 90s, yeah. and uh, I don't drink or do drugs. Uh, I don't have a vice. I mean, I, except for uh, golf is a pretty big vice for me. Uh, so I would, it'd be, uh, I mean, I'd be just so, so full of crap if I was trying to force it, uh, force it on to somebody else. So we, uh, were, yeah. we, we were bad kids in that regard is that we would actually go to the club and they'd have it. Too, but in those days, the sodas were cheaper than the drinks. Not like some clubs were, I'll have a soda. Well, it's $9. Yeah, right. And so we would bring in like a pint bottle, you know, and we okay. would just, we'd just well, spike our own soda. And, and that's what happens. If you are a really price gouging, I mean, I don't, what, never understood this of a lot of comedy clubs across the country and in Canada as well, is well where they'll charge a very small ticket fee, but then they'll hit you up with the two item minimums and then. You're absolutely right. You'll have a pop serve for six and a quarter for a yeah. for a right. soda, you know. Right. And um, I, I, it's a business like anything else. I mean, people don't want to feel gouged. You have to price things accordingly. Don't enforce a two drink minimum. Just charge more at the door for the ticket price because really that's what you're trying to fill the void for by enforcing a two drink minimum. Yes. Right. So price your shows properly and accordingly. Well, it's becoming an issue uh, somewhat with uh, as we talk to uh, people who go out to shows in a city. Where they go, we got free tickets to a, a certain venue. Which is why but, I don't believe in paper in a room. And, and it still costs us $100. Right. And they're actually upset because then they feel that they've been gouged. Sure, they've been tricked. Yeah, they've right. been tricked. That's right. Snake like oil. Yeah. 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 So, uh, well, there, there's, there's two, two shows. They probably know this, but two shows tonight, two tomorrow, one Sunday. And we're, uh, we're, not, we're not offering, but we're letting people know it's my birthday Sunday because we... Happy birthday. Because I want to guilt trip everybody. Um, into we coming want, to see me Sunday. We want to have Sunday. people there at his birthday. We unlike, want people unlike Thanksgiving where he sat alone in a couch in the Alone corner. on Thanksgiving. Oh. Alone. Now let me ask you a question. Since your birthday was so close to Thanksgiving, yes. did you get less gifts? Well, no, no, no. But I get, I get the, I get lumped in with the Christmas, of course. Yeah, yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. My parents did that all the time. They were like, "Here's, here's, this is for Christmas too, because yeah. Christmas is in, is in uh, a month." And um, we don't like you as much as the other two kids. <laughs> you know, so, it, it becomes it becomes a whammy. Like we yeah. have, we have a grandson who's born in December, so we're gonna get him stuff and you know for his birthday. Right, right. And then you, you know you, you don't have any space. Right, you know, we're right. Trying to space it out money wise. No, no, I get that. But yeah. I always told my parents, I was like, okay, why don't you get me a birthday gift in July? I'm cool with that. Uh, I'm not gonna turn that down. Maybe I'm not gonna go no. 
Did you and then you get me a separate Christmas gift. Did your parents get up at 6 a.m.? Yeah. They, yes. Were they my those mo- people? My mom always, always, that was her excuse for not doing anything. She's, I've been up since 5 a.m. <laughs> you know, and I was like, well, mom, it's 11 a.m. So <laughs> can we have lunch? <laughs> I, I know you got up early, you but... You used to do a bit about that. Yes, I just, yes. I just rewatched yeah, it. My wife used to make fun of me right. whenever she'd watch your bit because she'd always associate me to that. You do that because I you get, get up, up at early. 6 in the morning. Well, I'm you know what, early. Rick? We should not be held prisoner <laughs> to your masochistic lifestyle okay, well, of just getting up at 6 a.m. When I pay the comics at the end of the week, it's at 6.15 in the morning. I will be there. I will be there. Hey, I will get up at 6 a.m. that day. Bright-eyed and bushy tail. Did Sarah have to leave? Yeah. When we're in turn, is leaving? Okay. All right, okay. All right. Uh, we'll talk to you a little bit. People, you know, people get so comfortable in this room. Every, I have to remind people, you have to talk into the microphone. Right. I have people, you know, Shirley will start talking to Sarah. Bob's over there talking. Everybody's, <laughs> no one's on the microphone. Right. So no one can hear this. And the cool thing is uh, uh, Shirley's become quite the sound engineer where she's able to, no matter what happens in this room, she's able to fix it. She'll so it adjust sounds, it. It sounds great on the podcast. If I was doing it, I'd go, well, just tell them to listen harder. She'll yeah. hear up against listen it. Well, you know what? That's your fault, Tony. You're just, you're too intimate. I am. You I create am. too intimate of a setting. I make people feel comfortable in an odd way. Right. I mean, in the lights way. are low. You have candles in here. What's going on? <laughs> I tell you what's going on, baby, right now. Something what's happening? Something special. Put on the music. We got Andrew Rowley. When the music's in. over, turn out the lights. Listen, I can't thank you more for coming in. I know. No, that thank you for I, having me. I saw your I saw your post, and the post was you were asking, does anybody know how to stay awake all day and still do yeah. two shows that night? Because you've been on a, a whirlwind media tour of of some of the great. Uh, I got to say, to some of the great alternative media in the city. Yes. Okay? I mean, I'm not afraid to mention other people here. It's a, so you, you were on a Beef Vegan show this uh-huh. morning. I've known Beef for years. Yeah. does a great show. Uh, you're doing our show, and later on you're doing Kevin Gassman's show. Correct. So yeah. uh, you are all over the You're all over the city. And then you're going to do two shows tonight. Yeah, this is ridiculous. I started comedy to not work. I know. Why yeah. am I working all day and night? I know. What's they, happening? They trick us like that. And, yeah. And then you only have to work a half hour a night. Right. And then if you want to make any money, you have to work 45 minutes. Exactly. They, they, they almost double it. Right. To make any money. All right. And then they go. And I have they, interviews all day. Uh, you know, you got radio. Yeah. The first time I ever did radio, I didn't know. It was, I went on a road. They picked me up at the airport, you know, and that was back when they would actually fly opening acts in. Okay. It was like in 1986. Okay. You know, yeah, but, fl- they, but they flew in the wheel well. Lisa, <laughs> 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 I was on did, a did, plane. Did you have to wear the goggles and the scarf because it was, it was freezing I, I in those it, planes? I did that to Bobby Lee once. Okay. Bobby Lee was coming out here. I, I did a convention out here in 2005. Yeah. And Bobby Lee was coming out to be one of the guest speakers. Okay. And one of the guys said to me, they go, uh, hey, I got a plane, private plane. I could pick up Bobby Lee. They didn't tell me it was one of those planes where you have to wear an oxygen mask. The no. Time. No. He, he went full goose and maverick in there? Yeah, from like Van Nuys Airport. Okay. Okay, Van Nuys Airport. And Bobby, yeah. You know, if, you know Bobby? Yeah, Bobby, I mean, not I not not you know, one to one, but of well. course, to know him as a comedian. Bobby's gone swimming with my two young children, and I felt the need to stay hanging out at the pool. When that <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say that you're like, I'm going to supervise this activity. Yeah. Bobby came running up to me in the lobby at his hotel, going, yeah. "I had to wear an oxygen mask the whole time." Tony, what the hell are you doing to me? And I'm going, "Hey, here's your room, man." That's and, too and, funny. And he refused to fly back with the guy. Okay, well, d- wasn't Bobby suspicious when you're like, "You're you're flying on Walker Airlines." 
Well, we told Flying you, on Dave Thompson Airlines. This is just as Bobby was starting to have a little ascension. Yeah. He's a funny guy, but starting to have an ascension. So he gets a call from a guy who's doing a convention, who's hired him to come out and speak, who says, we're sending a plane for you. Right. Your to, eyes light up. He didn't bother to investigate. Sure. That it was like, like, what airline? <laughs> what what company is this? What's this outfit? A private right. plane. Yeah. So, he, did, he didn't know the term G6. Does, he didn't know to look Rick that up yet. Has Rick sent a private plane for you yet? Yes. You're one of his favorite comics. Yeah, You're I flew. Favorite Rick flew me from Beef Vegan Show to here. Yes. <laughs> I there's did, a, I there's a chopper on the roof. No, no. We flew here. No, we, no. Rick Rick I, has a very I nice car. In my car. Yeah, Rick, Rick. Let's just say Rick's... <laughs> Rick was like, "Do you want to see how car my fast can go?" My my. <laughs> see, I can't. I can't even talk. What the hell was That's that? How, that was a flashback to Rick nearly <laughs> killing me on Deer Valley Road. And this is why you don't do 150 milligrams of Dexter. Yes. Listen, that's how scared I was. Rick, Rick drove so fast to a Starbucks for about. 50 yards. <laughs> I drive a Nissan Altima, so I've never even come close to that. And I was terrified. <laughs> I terrified. Had, I had, one of my first cars was a Nissan. I, 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 I had the Toyota first. It was a 19... Like, Wait, say that again? I had a Toyota. 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 A Toyota, like a 1985 Toyota corroded or something like that. I don't right. know what it was. Do you realize that if Canada and the United States ever went to war and you guys tried to infiltrate, <laughs> we just would ask you things like, all right, say Toyota. Say it. <laughs> say it. Let we'll me find out if you're in America. I'm laughing fits. so quickly. I know you're trying to rap, but it's you guys that have bastardized the language, all right? <laughs> we are part of the Commonwealth, shared by England, New Zealand, uh, Australia, France. They all speak the language more or less the exact same way. The language, English, derived from, let's go with, I don't know, England, perhaps? <laughs> right, right. We spell words with flavor that have two fucking vowels in it, <laughs> O and U, and color with it. But America, oh, that's too hard. We better pull those U's out of that shit because it's going to screw everybody up. And you have the audacity to oh, tell so, me that so, I speak incorrectly. Sorry that we're efficient. <laughs> efficient? You're three weeks late on Thanksgiving, sorry, you son of a bitch. Sorry that we're like China and we do it shorter and briefer and cheaper. <laughs> say Toyota. Listen, wait, say, listen. Say Toyota. No, listen. At Starbucks, Rick did say to the drive-thru woman, Rick said, I, he said, I ordered it on my mobile. And the girl really... <laughs> The real of the girl really did. The Starbucks, girl really did say it's called a mobile order. That's how they refer I, to it. Starbucks no, calls it's it. It's a, a mobile, mobile order, order, Rick. It's mobile. mobile. There's an e at the end of the word, Rick. The girl You're Italian. You should know a few things about vowels the, at the end of the goddamn. The girl word. was 19. She doesn't know what you're saying. The girl was literally like, "What, oh, sir?" Lord. This is going to be the most awkward back-to-back two-week headliners. <laughs> No pay, <laughs> something going wrong in the club scenario I see no happening. Pay. Do you remember the Rich Jenny bit about the difference between Italians and Canadians? It's where you put the A. Because Canadians go, uh, oh, right, right. How you doing, A? Eh? And Italians go, Hey, how, how you, you doing? doing? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we used to say in Canada, it's, it's Americans that have bastardized the language. Just think about the map in North America. Canadians say A, Mexicans say C. You sons of bitches should have been saying B. This <laughs> <laughs> it's right there. I, you know what? I think it's uh, the French influence on your language. That's I, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't because if you go to New Orleans or Nolens, the way it's supposed to be, Nolens. Yeah. that one right. Nolens. Uh, it's Nolens. Nolens. Um, they have that very much Acadia kind of influence that you hear in m- most northeastern regions of Canada. Showing off his education. No, I never <laughs> went to school. I, never, <laughs> I was never educated. I dropped. Yeah, out. I went Toyota. to two years of college, and I said, "Enough's that." <laughs> 
You said what? Enough that. Enough that. <laughs> you guys have been up far good. too early for nightclub people. We're, t- we're up too early. We're up early. This uh, is. You know what? I, I would go all day, but you guys had things to do, and uh, uh, I don't. But uh, you guys have things to do, and uh, we are uh, we actually already in overtime. We've actually this is our first overtime podcast. Wow. We're okay. Going past 11 a.m. So it just I took like me that. going on a tyrant to get a few extra minutes. I see. Just overtime. Angry, I just need to be, be the angry Canadian. You call it a tyrant. Uh, did I say tyrant? Well, that was a screw up. <laughs> all right. Now I'm not paying Tony. Wait a second. I don't pay Tony. Damn it. This is backfiring now. <laughs> Tony, do, does your wife ever pull your ponytail? Uh, and you know what I'm talking about. Uh, she does not. In moments of passion. Silence is golden. Um, yeah, sure. I usually have it down at that point. Okay. 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 I, don't, I don't go to bed with the ponytail on, but you know why? Right. These, these uh, things you hold your ponytail with are expensive, and you always lose them. Okay. So okay. usually R- rubber bands. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> I don't use a rubber band. I use yeah, layers. It's a hair Listen, tie. Rick, they are a dollar a pound. <laughs> you know, everybody wants to know how I do it. They go, "How does Visic do what he does?" Okay, and it's because I will save money on goddamn rubber bands. Okay, I pinch pennies till Lincoln cries. Lincoln was a president of the United States. Right? Thank you, I appreciate that. Right, right. Uh, let's play this game. Name maybe the four U.S. presidents that were assassinated while holding office. My American friends. Okay, That's, okay. Uh, uh, Bill Clinton. Um, <laughs> Not wishful. George I Bush. Bush. Polanski. The four um, presidents <laughs> that were assassinated while holding office. Uh, John Lennon. John Lennon. <laughs> Um, yes, I'll give you that. Okay, McKinley. Uh, uh, Kennedy, of course. Yes. Kennedy. Um, does does attempts count? Reagan. No, four U.S. presidents assassinated while office in office. While holding. Okay, while, while holding office, office. While and and died. And died. Okay, because Assassin- assassinated means died. Yes. That means Here's, dead. Okay. It's a trick question because he's right. not saying holding presidential office. No, in the presidential four presidents that were killed while in office. Okay. Who were assassinated? Lincoln. McKinley, Kennedy. That's three. And JoJo Dancer, who later on uh, Richard Pryor <laughs> made a movie about him. Who's number four? Everyone's smarter than uh, the uh, Come on. Uh, Zachary Taylor died, but he wasn't nope, assassinated. Um, Taft killed himself because nope. he was fat. Nope. No? Okay. Nope. Um, uh, nope. Do, 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 Mo Bandy. It better, it better be somebody cool. Yeah. It better be somebody... It's cool just for the fact that I know Jim. it and you two idiots don't. That's Jim. what makes Jim. it cool. James Polk. No, it's Garfield. Uh, the cat? Yes, the cat, Tony. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> Headphones down. <laughs> we are wrapping up. We just I wish I could drop a mic. You know, and I, I'm a history buff. I feel bad. We you should feel stupid, <laughs> not bad. <laughs> 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 I, I, I have a, over, an overarching uh, higher self-esteem than I should, so I can never feel stupid, even when I do something stupid. Well, the next uh, time I, we take shots at Canada, let's all remember this. <laughs> all right, okay. Right here today, where, no. your, where your history lesson What's was What's so funny is we can't name one... US assassinated or alive no one Canadian Prime Minister. Well, no one not, not, not one ever. You can no one, name never. A Prime Minister. No one bothers to shoot them. Right. Right. <laughs> You're peaceful, loving, eh? <laughs> they have no power. Why would we do that? Hey. They can't do anything. <laughs> 
You, they've never had like a meeting with the president and a joint chief of staff and go, all right, we have to take out the Canadian prime minister. No, right. Put in our own prime Look, minister. I, <laughs> hey, I, he's I, he's back, back. He's back. This is why we have a relationship. We need America. You guys are our military. We get it. We don't. I mean, if you guys ever attacked us, we're screwed. Our nuclear defense is if we line our microwave ovens up at the 49th <laughs> parallel. <laughs> See, don't screw with us today, boys. There's tinfoil in them. <laughs> <laughs> well, Canada needs the U.S., and the U.S. needs Canada because we need Rick Bronson. House of Comedy. There you yes. go. We need it where Good you will segue. Be able to there see. That's a pro right there, ladies that and gentlemen. Is that's you know what that is. That you know what that is, Andrew. That's a guy that gets paid on that, Sunday. You get right paid. There. That's you getting paid <laughs> right <laughs> there. Right. Yeah. Good job. Yeah, I, I don't get paid on Friday. I get paid on Sunday, and Monday I goes to work. Uh, they call that Starry Monday, ladies and gentlemen. We have had in the studio with us uh, the extremely funny Andrew Ruelli and the extremely funny Rick Bronson. Andrew will be at Rick's Club, the House of Comedy, tonight for two shows, Saturday for two shows, Sunday for one show. All right, you're not like one of those arrogant guys going, I don't do the Sunday show. You're doing It's my Sunday. birthday. Of course I'm doing it. Of course right, I'm doing it. Rick, Rick, is, Rick, Rick has a limo driving me across, across the, the street, street <laughs> from the Toscana condo resort. How? 5350 East High Street is the address Correct. and you can either google house of comedy or go to houseofcomedy.net and find out about how to purchase tickets you got some great uh gift deals going on yeah we're doing some black lot of black friday thanksgiving stuff uh trying to uh give people a, a nice little uh, deal for the holiday season and to uh basically if you buy a gift card you're going to end up with for somebody else you end up with two free tickets for yourself so it's pretty damn good absolutely because uh, i get you know what you have the best looking emails well, thanks, bud. You do. Appreciate I mean, they—they they are really well designed. I, I told Rick, and I'm going to let you guys go. That party when Rick was—I was—I was pleased that when Rick first came to the studio, that he goes, "Oh, this is like." You spend some money. You rented a nice place, and, and I told him, "I go, my idea when I did this, I wanted a nice place for the comics to come to, okay, and that I kind of took a page out of his book because the way that he designed his club, because it's such a great yes, club. it's beautiful. So thought, I'm not going to do this, you know, in in uh, and nothing against guys that do it in a trailer." You know, off on a right. construction lot. But I said, we're going to have a nice place so the comics feel good. We have fun. Okay. And, you uh, sounded like you had a specific gig there. You're like, nothing against guys that have a trailer that paid me $60 <laughs> last August. <laughs> And made me do things. That yeah, I right, right. <laughs> I'm not going to say I <laughs> had me spend the night. It wasn't. I wasn't comfortable. I just knew it was wrong. Right, right. Yeah. Point uh, to the dolly, Tony. Point <laughs> to the dolly where the bad man touched you. Dolly. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be all over, buddy. All right. We got to go, sadly enough. These Thank guys you. are at House of Comedy, houseofcomedy.net. I'm Tony Vizek. This is This American Podcast, Comedy Edition. We will, uh, we will talk to you next Thursday, ladies and gentlemen, and goodbye.